0: chaos garner and you're listening to the solo nerd podcast today i'll be speaking with co-writers and creators Ra and ashes from lawful evil comics here to promote the upcoming release of lawful evil number three and dark spider number one welcome Ra. welcome ashes
1: thank you thank you for having us
0: thanks so much kayla really excited to be on today well thank you for reaching out um by any chance how did you all hear about the show was it from
2: twitter or yeah, we follow you on Twitter. Twitter yeah. Um, saw uh, the post go up and luckily we have a couple projects in the work. So
0: figured might as well uh, reach out and see if we could chat. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I never know where people come from. So when they <laughs> reach out to me, I was like, oh, okay. So I mean, I take it, but I was like, okay, I don't know where you where you're coming from. But um, <laughs> outside of my introduction, who is Ryan Ashes in their own words? So it can be who you are as a duo, it can be who you are as individuals, whatever you feel comfortable with.
1: Uh, should we, you want to go first or should I go first?
0: Do you want to do, I guess, like, let's do our solo
2: and then yeah. we can talk about ourselves as yes. co writers. We can do that. You can go first,
1: though. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Ra is a writer uh, from a lineage of writers, and artist in all forms, martial artist, uh, former illustrator, uh, you know, scribe. Uh, uh, user of the written word in many forms, musician. I would like to think that I'm a human. Um, pretty sure that most people would classify me as that. However, uh, I also like to think that I'm a person with something to say, a person mm-hmm. with a story to tell that I feel like I didn't see and I feel like I want to share with other people.
2: And uh, I'm Ashley Ashes, um, corpo slave by day, (laughs) corpo (laughs) marketer by day, writer by night. Um, I've always had a lot of passion for writing the written word, literature, music, all of that, and being able to write comics and doing some creative writing um, just on the side is always like, just kept me going. It's been such a passion and, you know, obviously a larger project these days uh, since we've been working together for quite a, some time actually now. Yeah,
1: 2000, <laughs> 2012, right?
2: Yeah, like we officially got <laughs> together. Um, so yeah, that's who I am. and just definitely want to write stories that people aren't telling. We don't see a lot of original content anymore. Everything is a reboot and a remaster. And I want to see stories where people look like us and people talk like us and people have our experience and background. And um, I think that's kind of missing right now, especially in larger corporation comics or the big two um and uh yeah that's me and I guess just to do talk a little bit about how we got together we've been friends uh for like actually ever yeah Um, (laughs) we went to college together and many uh, years ago (laughs) yeah many years ago and we shared a lot of writing classes and we really dug each other's style and I think we were joking around one day about writing comics together because Rashawn had actually written a couple comics already. Um and I was really excited to partner with him about this project that ended up being coming lawful evil.
1: Yeah. I I um when I had brought the idea to Ashley, I was like, this is the best writer that I know personally. Like from and I'm not I'm not I'm not just, you know, just making it but we had again we had a lot of writing classes together we worked for a school magazine together and i got to yeah, see a lot of her writing and i was like i need a, i need to work with a person like this who has that that ability who has that the the there's certain there's a certain uh structure that good writers have and she had it and i was like this is who i I need to partner with to you know if if i want to not even just if i want to tell a story but i think we also have a similar sense of humor in some cases so i was like this is the only person who we get get we the jokes that i would make here so Uh
0: so what is lawful evil and dark sparta about and what should readers expect in lawful evils uh issue number three that's coming out so i guess the follow-up i guess obviously from number one um but like what should they expect i guess if if you could i guess what i would spoil it is say okay this is what lawful evil is about this is what happened in issue two and this is what we should expect in issue three
1: yeah um you I, I can take this, I guess. You can
0: take it, yeah.
1: Um, lawful evil in, in so many words is a super powered odd couple uh that is on essentially a very sexy, revenge-soaked descent into villainy. Um, it's there's a lot of elements, there's a lot of themes that go into it, but I think that would in, that would encapsulate it the best. I think to issue one is the beginning of that. There's uh A very human element of betrayal in the first issue it's a betrayal Mm -hmm. that most people can a lot of people not most people but a lot of people can relate to i don't want to spoil it but a lot of people can relate to and a appealing to i don't want to say a worse nature i want to say a human nature when people are hurt they make decisions that maybe are really about them getting some sort of restitution for being hurt and that's you know a lot about what issue one is about and it kind of turns into a, a situation that, you know, once you make a decision, you have to deal with that decision.
2: Mm-hmm. And issue
1: one starts that ball rolling without spoiling.
2: And um, so issue two is a continuation of that. Uh, the duo Dark Spider and who you can kind of see behind me, um, they basically have consequences for their actions they fucked around and they're gonna find out Find out, so (laughs) uh, issue two is definitely them finding out and issue three is now picking up the pieces they're underground literally literally uh, not to give too much away but uh they're now underground on the run and they unfortunately have another predator that they did not realize was coming after them uh who is hot on their tail and that kind of is where
1: issue three starts out. Yeah, it's almost as if, kind of, if Murphy's Law was a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like an entire day, you know.
0: And I guess Dark Spider is, um, their Dark own, Spider is, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, he sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was just going, I was just going to say, like, I guess Dark Spider is their own
1: separate- yeah well, Dark Spider is the male main character mm-hmm. um, of Lawful Evil, Dark Spider issue one travels back into his history where he's a burgeoning vigilante attempting to atone for a sin he committed when he was younger. Uh, Not to again, not to give too much away, but uh, he was trained in a very specific in a very specific way to do very specific things to people who are other people would consider bad. And some of the things he's done, he regrets. So he's now trying to protect. And help people as opposed to uh, punish people. And as a result of what he's done, as when he was younger, his past is slowly catching up to him in very violent, very sudden ways. So that's that's what the issue, issue one is basically coming to.
0: Uh huh. So could either of you elaborate on a difference between either comics, the the creative process as a whole? So I mean, is there any real Difference between working on uh Lawful Evil issue one, two, and three, and then going on to uh Dark Spider. I mean, Dark Spider could have been written first, and then you did like Lawful Evil this series in itself, you know. So was there any real difference between the process of either comic, or it was just kind of just one went into the other?
2: Slight difference. Uh so yeah. for Lawful Evil, we're definitely the co-writing team. We're sitting in a Google Doc talking, <laughs> just yeah. writing down our thoughts, getting some more outlines together. Rashawn took lead on writing. I'm just the editor on Dark Spider One. Yeah. Uh, Dark Spider number one, I should say. Uh, so, Rashawn, if you'd like to talk about your experience with yeah. Dark Spider.
1: Yeah, no problem. Uh, the process for me writing Dark Spider uh, started, or the the idea for me to write Dark Spider started with a, I started seeing that. Lawful Evil was a story that when you read it the main characters don't have a lot of time to breathe. There's not a lot of time to rest. It's literally the fugitive, you know, in that manner. It's they're on the run and they're constantly either licking their wounds or trying to find a place where they can rest their head before the next thing comes down on them. So I thought I was I thought about writing a story where we got to see a little bit more of the backstory for at least one of the characters. And excuse me, how they how they operated before all of these things changed their lives and before these decisions were made by them that changed their lives. And so the process for me writing Dark Spider, I did a lot of reading of old um, of comic books that I liked just to kind of I wanted to invoke a feeling I wanted to invoke uh, a feeling that I had when I was growing up, not growing up, but when I was reading comics and novels that I was really interested in and that really grabbed me, I wanted to get a feeling of uh, a human-level hero, uh, a street-level human-level hero, who is doing something with good intentions. However, I wanted the audience to also realize that he's he doesn't always know why what he's doing, if what he's doing is the right or is the right thing or if the right path, if he's taking the right path. And so my process, I kind of had to get into the mindset of uh, somewhat of myself and also somewhat of a person who is constantly feeling guilty for past actions and they're, they It's a Sisyphean task, almost. You know, they're rolling this rock up a hill, and then it rolls down the other side of the hill, and they're rolling it. They internally, they will never atone for what they've done, even if the world forgives them. They themselves will always be like, well, I did this, and I, I have to make up for it, and I am always going to be making up for the rest of my, for the rest of my life. And so I had to kind of get into that thought process or that headspace of what does that feel like? What does that look like? And it's 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 a it's kind of a depressing space to be in because you're like, you never forget do you never forgive yourself? But part of the story is also a char- a character who in the story will kind of start the main character thinking about forgiving themselves, forgiving himself in relation to what is going on and what is continuing to happen as a result of his past mistakes. Um and so the, the process was a lot of me writing notes. I did a lot of uh, note writing and a lot of uh, short scripting of, of of scenes and then going back and making sure that those scenes made sense or going back and making sure that those points made sense, not only to the story itself, but also to Lawful Evil as a whole. I didn't want to do something where I wrote a story, a dark spider story, and something happened in it that kind of changes the landscape of lawful evil as a universe, and it's never referenced or doesn't make any sense in terms of the main, the current era storyline, the main mainline story. And so um, it was, it was, it was a fun experience. But it was also sometimes filled with a lot of doubt, you know, because you're always wondering, is this is this good? You know, I, I, I'll i send Ashley a, a script. Oh, read this, read this, you know, uh, tell me if it's good. Does this does this suck? Does this sound cliche? Does this sound bad? Does this sound like something you've heard before that people be like, oh, I've read this book already or whatever the case is. And, you know, it's there's there's a little you know, that's part of the self, I guess, the self-consciousness of being a writer. Uh, we were, you know, if, if I can talk about a little bit of mental health, if you don't mind. You know, there's a point in which you are always your writers are we're always going to be creators are always going to be their own worst critics. You're always going to ask yourself, can I do this better? Especially if you're a fan of creators who are so prolific and have won awards and done all these other things. Those are your entry points to creating, you know, your passion to creating what you create. And so at some point you're you're trying to live up to their legacy. And then at other points, you're just trying to figure out, does anybody care about this? Am Mm -hmm. I telling a story that anybody is going to care about besides me and the few people that I know? And so, you know, you'll – which is another reason why I'm so thankful to have Ashley as a friend and a partner is because there's things that writers look for in other writers when you've been a writer – I've also been a a reviewer, a critic of comics and novels. And when you look at when you when you hand things to your friends and family, they'll be like, oh, this is good. This is nice. But they can't really tell you exactly what's good or nice about it. They they know what they enjoy because they're they 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 enjoy it for entertainment, whether it be novels or movies or comics. But sometimes you you need a writer, you need a, 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 a somebody who has the same passion as you or the same who's in the same space as you to look at this and say, this is what's good about this. These are the things that you should that you should think about changing. And, you know, fixing those things. And even and I don't even mean from an editor standpoint. I mean from a, a standpoint of just somebody you can turn to. Uh, because your 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 head, your mind is going to be your own worst enemy. You're you're gonna you're gonna write something and you're gonna you know think it's good, or you're gonna write something and be like, ah, oh, I, I don't have anything better than this. I gotta think of something better, and you you'll be nitpicking and you're second guessing and you're trying to go through and you're evolving, and it's a drain. It's a drain. You know, it can make you depressed. It can make you upset. You know, it can make you angry because you're like, why am I not getting better or why am I not doing this or why this is not popping or why is this not um, working or flowing the way I want it to? It's a struggle. And so uh, part of that, also part of that Dark Spider writing, writing the Dark Spider uh, comic was a lesson in being okay with all of that stuff, being Mm -hmm. okay with that stuff's going to happen. I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna write and I'm gonna be like, oh man, I could have done better. Or Ash, Ashley, tell me if this is good, like, because I don't know if it is. I and you know, we we second guess our own thought process sometimes. When when it's ba- it's weird, because when our, the when, what we think is bad is bad, it's bad. But when what we think is good is good, we're like, oh no, that can't be good. There's no way. Like, there's no way somebody else. I, I'm I'm hyping myself up. So I got to ask somebody else to tell me if it's good or not, because am I in my own head? Am I, you know, uh, you know, uh, believe in my own hype or something like that? And so it's tough. It's hard. It's a constant. It's a constant battle. And as a writer, you constantly delve into those spaces uh, inside your own kind of deep waters and you have to confront them every time you decide you're going to put pen to paper, you know, fingers to keyboard. And I feel like it also sometimes hopefully goes onto the page not the, you know, sadness or anything like that, but the the care, the love, the care that we we want this to be good for the people who read it. We want people who read this to enjoy this, to get something from it to connect with it ultimately right we want we're having a human right as writers we are our minds are creating a human experience we want to share that with people we just want to share with people you know so uh that that was kind of my process that was kind of a part part and parcel of my process of me going through this writing the dark spider script and trying to make sure that I was you know it was you know something that didn't complete wasn't completely terrible
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah and. Ash, I'm gonna just jump in here real fast. Um, as a writer my as a writer myself, um I pretty much agree with everything that you said about, you know, the self-doubt and insecurity and is this stuff good or not. And people will tell me like to my face that it's good. I'm like, can you like write a review or can you tell me more often that the stuff is good so I know it's right. encouraging to continue to write? But I also think a lot of that comes from um always being in it always having the document open and always writing and not coming up for air sometimes like i remember i'll be writing notes at work i used to my, my first book i wrote on sticky notes when i was at work mm-hmm. That's how i was writing it and then coming home and pulling another six hours with writing so you're not coming up for air anymore. you're kind of living in that world yeah. and it makes sense to you in your head but it it is difficult to translate it to the page because you're constantly in your, in your head in a way, I think you have, you kind of have to walk away from it for a little bit and maybe a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks, even, I mean, unless you're facing a deadline. Um, But even with deadlines, if you, if you can get ahead of it early enough, it may be able to move, you know, don't wait till the last second, but it may be able to move if you communicate with whoever Impose that deadline. If you impose that deadline, you know, just have to give yourself some breathing room, allow yourself some grace, and yeah, yeah, just come up from the page a little bit because you're obsessive with it. And that's why I think a lot of the self-doubt and the anxiety comes from. It's just trying to control something that you can't control. So it's not it's it's not giving up the the control, it's the problem, it's the effect that I guess your writing will have or what you will have if you give it up. And you can't control that. You can't yeah. control what happens after you make a decision. Yeah. So it's not that it's making the decision that's the problem. It's what happens afterwards. Right. So that that was just my two cents that I just thought of and I wanted to say and speak to all those who are listening. So no, I feel that.
2: Um, yeah. it's really hard. I know imposter syndrome is <laughs> like so real it's
1: yeah
2: you know you can have so many people tell you you're doing great you have so many people showing up for you and you can still really tear yourself down um I know in my process at least that's a big part of my uh challenges when it comes to creating uh and I have Rashawn to you know help me out keep me grounded uh I work all day as a writer for the corpo side of things and then I try to go home and enjoy my personal writing and my personal projects and it's hard to shift and it's hard to want to keep pushing because you're just so drained and you can be really put down at work and um you know having your writing critiqued in a you know corporate setting and then like well I just I guess I can't do anything and I just don't know about this comic I don't know about anything um Rob will hear that all the time I'll be messaging him where I'm just like I don't know I don't know about anything anymore just I need to. I need to think. Um, it's it's hard out there, and you guys are both super poignant about the challenges of creating and just being a creative in general. Uh, so yeah, it's my two cents. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, oh, I was gonna say just just in, in to relate in relation to that. That's understandable for for writers out there. Um, if your passion, uh, just to PSA, I guess if your passion is creating or uh, you're a writer um try to remember that your day job i work in finance for my day job but um your day job if it's funding your passion that's your finish line remember that that's what you're doing it for make sure that's in front of you because like i said You can get drained, especially if you work in a writing space. You probably come home and you don't want to, you know, you probably don't. I don't even want to touch a keyboard because I do this all day and I'm tired of it. But sometimes you have to remind yourself or get people around you to remind you, hey, this is what we're doing it for. You you love this thing. So, you know, you won't always be able to push through, but don't lose your love. Don't lose Mm -hmm. your love of this. Don't let them take that away from you.
0: So... I know um, you both mentioned um, craving more originality in comics and just in art and media in general. So how did you incorporate your influences of other media, like other comics, movies, books, what have you, other people's writings, what have you, um, into Lawful uh, Evil and Dark Spider, but still uh, remain original in a way? Like, this is your work, and... You know your influence is in here, and people may be able to see it and whatnot. But this is still your work. So how were you able to, you know, um, establish that in Lawful Evil and Dark Spider? It's a great question. Hmm.
1: Uh, you want me to go? Do over? you want to
0: take it first? Yeah,
1: I can. I can. Um, <laughs> so for Lawful Evil, uh, a little bit. Not again. Not to spoil, but. Part of Lawful Evil or the inciting incident in Lawful Evil is something that happened to me personally. And so as a result, I thought about – I've always I always loved comic books. I've always loved comic books regardless to the genre. I'm a big superhero fan, but I'll read almost anything basically. Um, and I always thought about – we get to see a lot of Batman, right? Mm -hmm. But when we see Bruce Wayne, he's kind of just an attaché to Batman. It's like he's doing something so that Batman can do something else. Right? We see that a lot with characters like that. Or, you know, uh, Spider-Man, you know, Peter Parker's life is drastically affected, whether he wants it to be or not, by him being Spider-Man. Right? And, yeah, people have uh these you know when you're in your human life or your your civilian life when the characters in their civilian lives they're in their civilian lives and they're prone to and susceptible to all these things but when they're in their costumed lives they kind of seem a little bit more uh shielded from certain things so with lawful evil my initial idea was what happens when that costume can't protect you from things that can hurt you? And I don't mean physical things. You can't punch your way out of everything. You can't punch your way out of betrayal. You can't punch your way out of heartbreak. You can't punch your way out of guilt. You can't do that. Those are things you have to go do the work in internally to deal with, or they're going to keep, you're going to be keep fighting sh- shadow boxing, right? And mm-hmm. so... I wanted to see more of that in comics. I wanted, you know, I feel like everything was a setup for. Those dual identities, the dual identity. In my mind, Dark Spider and his alter ego, alter ego, Jamal Jones, they're not separated, they're not separate beings. It's not, oh, you're this and that. It's no, they're the same entity and they both have to deal with the same things internally, whether Jamal's at his job or whether he's, as Dark Spider, saving people. He still has this thing in the back of his mind. It doesn't turn off. Your fears don't turn off. Your insecurities don't turn off. Your sadness doesn't turn off. Your trauma doesn't turn off. It doesn't go anywhere. You're still carrying that with you. It's really about how you deal with it and how you learn to deal with it, because again, you can't punch it in the face. So what are you going to do? You got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so that I wanted to see more of that, um, more of that kind of stuff.
2: And uh, for myself, in terms of influences, uh, speaking of Batman, Batman's always been a big part of my life for the longest time. And one of the things with Batman is he's this, you know, character. That's right. He's not Superman. He's on the light. He's in the dark dark spider is definitely a character that ends up falling into darkness and you know this is where we kind of talk about how he's kind of has a little bit of night wing in him he might fall into darkness but he comes back into the light and when it comes to some of our other characters like Secubabe, who's kind of his arch nemesis to an extent kind of his best friend also as the comic continues um i support women's rights but i also support women's wrongs and she is a big Women's wrong a lot, and we don't get to see a lot of morally great characters or characters that are, you know, being tempted into that darkness. And darkness can be anything from wanting revenge to, you know, I don't want to give too much away of the future comics, but <laughs> of of you know doing some of some destructive things to people that may be doing the right thing but in the wrong ways. So just playing around with the morality and the grayness of vigilanteism, superhero stories, um, the idea of someone who is obviously an evil character who may actually kind of have these motives that are actually quite good, but are packaged in this kind of villainous looking box. And that's kind of also where lawful evil as a name comes from. Um, We have, the two characters who kind of represent lawful evil in terms of Dark Spider being the lawful good character who kind of takes a tumble and begins falling into this descent of evil or, you know, evilness. And then we have Succubabe who represents the evil, although, you know, maybe she's got some other things going on than just being a, a horny succubus, as we like to talk about. Right. <laughs> right,
1: And I also, uh, I also I also um think that there's a... With the two characters somewhat also similar to Ashley and myself, our relationship, there's a sharing of things um <clears throat> Suck you, babe is pulling Dark Spider towards revenge, get your revenge do you know do what you want they they you know they can't tell you anything, but there's also Dark Spider also has a good heart, and that is some of that maybe pulling you know on on sucky babe as well like you weren't always just like uh, to quote gail simone uh, who's one of our i don't i don't know if it's okay to name drop here but she's she,
0: yeah, that's she, right i don't she, think she, I follow, to
1: she followed us on, she follows us on twitter oh okay and, um she posted uh which we were ecstatic static about um not she her. she posted something and she's like the patron state of comics she said awful people were not always awful Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so poignant because, you know, that's the thing. And if you think Sucky Babe's character as she as you see her more of her story expanding, you'll learn it's kind of awful. People were not always awful. There was some inciting incident the same way with Dark Spider. There was an inciting incident to to bring him to the darkness. Sucky Babe had a similar not similar experience or incident, but. everybody starts from somewhere nobody's born it's like oh you're just a despicable person you're a horrible person there's gray there's a humanness even in some cases what people would consider inhumanity or you know that kind of thing there's a. we all start with a clean slate and it's just how we choose to deal with those things so Mm -hmm. that's a part of it too
0: yeah i think you two have given a lot of like really great insight and advice um in the last like couple of minutes but is there any other advice that other that other of you are willing to share and offer to other creators that you wish someone would have told you when you first started so it can be in writing it can be editing it can be collaborating and finding people to collaborate with it can be trying to juggle you know your day job with your passion you know or um Trying to write morally great characters, like someone who wants to try to write what you all are writing, but doesn't know how to go about doing it. Any of those um, things.
2: <laughs> um, super quick. I I guess I would just say, you know, just keep pushing. Like I think a lot of people when they're getting, you know, hyped up from their friends or their families or their loved ones, they're or at least in my example. I've made use myself as an example. I'll push that away because I'll be like, oh, you guys like me. You're just going to like support me. You should just take that to heart and see that there are people around you and just try, you know, uh, to quit, to quit one of my favorite authors, you know, Charles Bukowski, don't do, or don't try, do. Um, Just do it. Like, we didn't know, we've been working on this comic for, you know, a really long time, 2014, 2012. I think we got the first sketches, 2014. Issue one, definitely represents us just pushing forward you know our first issue unfortunately had a couple artists that um you know we just lost contact with things like that you know no harm no foul but Mm -hmm. you know we push forward with the comic book because we were like well this is the money that we have right now let's put it out there if people respond let's keep pushing if people don't respond we hit the deck you know hit the drawing board as it were and just keep trying and pivot and sometimes you know overcoming things like losing out on a collaborator, losing out on an artist, um, like that can really mess up a project. And we've definitely dealt with it and, you know, try to come out stronger, try to come out smarter. We've definitely learned a lot of lessons um, over the years of creating and uh, make sure you get them on the contract, (laughs) give them (laughs) an NDA. Uh, (laughs) And, um, you know, just, just keep pushing, but that's kind of my very uh, Miss America answer, I guess. You <laughs> know what you got to say?
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I. I agree to, with all those things. We. We've been through it. Um, from artists vanishing to artists being critically injured, unfortunately, yeah, like a... literally. You know. Uh, it seemed at some point where we were. we were wondering about hey, is this is, is the universe trying to stop us from doing this book? <laughs> you know, like literally, we had an artist who was in he was he was in a car accident in
2: you know? bad car accident
0: it was very, very
1: bad car accident. He was in a coma and oh, wow um, you know, we kept moving forward, and we kept, you know, you know it took took some time we we had to think about it and we kept moving forward and we as we moved we as we proceeded. I started to think about something, and this is something that actually kind of helped me realize. I don't like to take any of those things as losses. I like to take them as lessons because I feel like we've learned so much from the beginning, from issue one <clears throat> to issue three. There are not just the the NDAs and the contracts, uh, but looking and having a good – making sure you have a, an eye for and a – solid form of communication with whoever you're hiring. If you're not the illustrator, uh, if you're not the editor, if you're not the letterer. Um, there are people out there who are very good and who do a good job and who will do it in 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 a very timely fashion. And you want to kind of in your mind say, how do I, you know, obviously, you know, based on your income or whatever you're how much however much you're paying them, but you want to think about how much is that worth to you? How much is that time worth to you? How much is that effort worth to you? Because time's the, the only resource we have that we can't get back. So mm-hmm. you want to figure out, you know, if you want to do this, do it. You know, go full, your open heart all through it. Like Ashley said, if you have people telling you you're good, go with that. Because unless somebody's telling told you you suck, you know, you don't have any other answer. You don't, you don't have any other response. Like, it's like, it's just you, everybody else saying, no, this is good. Like, oh, all right. I guess they can't all be lying. Right. They can't all be just, you know, (laughs) making me feel better. So I would say, go, um, go forward with your, your passion and your love. Don't lose it. Uh, don't lose it. As I said before, and make sure that I've seen, and I speak. I, I'm saying this again because I've seen young creators um, on the social medias, you know, lamenting about the jobs that they have, and you know they're tired and all these other things. Remember that this is why you're doing this, because one day you're gonna see your book in the store or online, or somebody's gonna be reading it, or somebody's gonna write a review about it, or you know, heck, somebody may even say, "Hey." Um, <clears throat> We see you got this book, uh, you know, uh, we're looking to do a 12 issue show. What are you, what are you talking? What are you, what are we talking about? You never know, mm-hmm. but you got to keep going. You got to keep going. Yeah. And it's important to remind yourself that the only way, like I said, uh, everything is a lesson. The only way you really lose is if you stop. So, you know, that's, that's, that's what I would tell young writers, uh, And also, like you mentioned, come up for air when you're, you know, going into your own deep waters in in your brain. Come up for air. You know, you're not Aquaman. You're not Namor. You know, you're not you can't just breathe underwater. You you come up for air, you know, take some time, do other things. Um, Make sure you have other hobbies. Make sure you have uh, you stay in contact with your friends and your family, because I've done the sitting in a locked room. Writing for hours and hours, and people asking me, you know, are you okay? Is everything all right? And that's not really healthy. I know you. We get immersed in our worlds, and we love them, and and they're 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 a part of us. But you need those experiences outside of that to make the experiences inside of it more real, more concrete. Mm-hmm. You know, be be um, in that way, be. Don't drown yourself. <laughs> Uh, be, be aware of how you're, tr- how you're allowing your own project or your own, you know, story to influence your life. Cause it doesn't have to, obviously they should go part and parcel. They should be balanced, but don't go too far into either, into either end.
0: Yeah. So for the both of you, I guess when things, aren't going so well, you know, it can be with the comic, it can be outside, it can be a combination of the both. Um, It can be things that are like, that you do have control over and you just kind of lost the control. It's something that you have no control over at all, whatever it may be. Did did you ever get overwhelmed when working on these projects that you've been pretty much working on since what you said, 2012, right? Um, (laughs) Does it ever become too much? And how do you typically manage your mental well-being when they are or when it does become too much?
1: Uh I, I guess you want me to go first?
0: Yeah, I definitely get
2: overwhelmed. Uh oh. so yeah, you go you go first. Uh, okay. Um
1: <laughs> uh I do again, like I said, I do I have I I'm not gonna I'm not ashamed to miss. I have a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a therapist for other reasons, but this also helps because there's a lot to again, there's a lot to to, you know if you are a person in a community or an industry where you're doing things and you follow people or they follow you, especially people in that industry, you are bound to see what they are doing and see maybe it's blowing up or whatever. And you're like, it's like, yo, why, why can't I do that? Like why can't it, 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 it you, the entire experience becomes overwhelming, I especially now as a creator, where you have to be your own marketing team, your own, sometimes your own, you know, partially legal team, you know, you have to find out different things, you're your own publisher, you don't have a big machine behind you, you know, sponsored by Disney or Warner Brothers or something. You don't have that. So you're every department in a comic, in a comic company. You know, I've worked, I've I've interned in, at Marvel when I was in, in college, and they have a lot of departments, they have a lot of departments when you are, it's just two people or one person or what have you, you're every department. So it can definitely be overwhelming. I would recommend, again, uh, I have a therapist. Um, I also do mixed martial arts. That kind of uh, helps me get a lot of my stress out. Um, I play guitar. Uh, I just do other things that bring me joy that kind of don't mire me in what i in in my project because you know some you need a reprieve you need that reprieve sometimes i'll hang out with my friends you know i'll 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 you know hang with my girlfriend typically or you know maybe go to another country or something like that you know travel whatever the case is sometimes i'll just have me and ashley will just talk and we'll just have you know try to work it out you know just what's like let's just put it on the table what what's what's bothering us what's 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 weighing on us sometimes you need to do that sometimes you just need to do that but have other avenues other outlets and also something i used to get into be mindful and don't be mindful and be be aware and kind to yourself because i used to have this kind of spartan mentality where it was like we got to go, 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 we got to go. It's like forward, 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 forward. Like, oh, we just had, you know, some issue happened or whatever the case is. Um, If I can, if I can tell something a little personal. Um, When I used to, when we were working on Lawful Evil and I used to uh, write, I used to write reviews for uh, uh, Silver Bullet Comics and my, my father passed away, 2014. And I remember asking the editor at Silver Bullet, "Do you have any more reviews for me to write?" And he was like, "Your dad just passed away." And I said, "Yeah." I didn't you got to give yourself that that space to, to 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 feel and to process and to hash out and sometimes it's through things that'll, you know, that are outside of that thing. But make sure that you're doing that. Make sure you're not running from it. Make sure you're in your you you're actually processing it. whatever you are, what you're process you process it could take a few you know few days it could take a few months however you're doing it make sure you're doing it in a in a healthy way but um that be aware check in with yourself check in with yourself say like what am i feeling right now like this is heavy something's something's wrong i don't feel good about this and we've had we've had situ- times where it's like man, like, I don't know if I feel good about how this is going. or I don't know if I feel good about, you know, what we're experiencing or these kinds of things, whatever it may be. You have to be honest with yourself about that. And that's for the first step to moving forward. And then however you choose to deal with it, whether it be, you know, taking a break and doing something else that you love or talking about it with your therapist or your friends or your family or whoever, make sure that you acknowledge it because it's just gonna grow.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, just to quickly jump in, um, yeah, Rashawn really hit on all the points. It's really about giving yourself space, really understanding yourself and listening you know to your own mental health. If you're feeling burnt out, take that break. You know, This late stage capitalism of everything's a side hustle, the side hustle, the side hustle is not healthy. It's capitalism grinding you into dust. Don't let it do that. Give yourself a minute. I also see a therapist. I highly recommend everyone. You know, if you're feeling a certain way, just go go to therapy. Get some help. Talk to somebody. Um, I know me and Ra have spoken a lot, and you know, I'll talk to him and be like, "Hey, we got to communicate. Like, I don't know what's going on, and I'm feeling really overwhelmed, and I'm feeling scared, and I'm like on the edge. Like, I want to quit. I don't know what to do. I'm on like the cliff, and you know." Suddenly, that scary cliff is like, oh, actually, I'm just like looking down and I don't actually have a cliff beneath me. It's just my own fears, seeing everyone on, you know, seeing people succeed, wanting that success, you know, celebrating, of course, celebrating indie comic creator success first and foremost. But then, secondly, being like, what am I missing? You know, you have like, unfortunately, one of the things of social media is the unfair mirror that you are faced with every day you know, everyone's Photoshopping themselves, everybody's putting forward this life that may not, you know, and most of the time, it's not their life. And taking a second to unplug, especially, I think is really beneficial. I spend a lot of time reading, Um, I just try to explore new genres to kind of bring myself back into my own creative space, reading something that I love, you know, picking up a favorite, you know, Stephen King book, something like that, to just put myself in a world where I can Take a minute, catch my breath, and reevaluate where I am is all like so important. And if you're co-creating with someone, like just keep those lines of communication open. It can be hard and it can be scary. And even though me and Ron have known each other for 10 something years, it, it can be scary to talk to each other sometime. you know we don't we don't want to get in each other's way. We don't want to get in each other. you don't want to hurt each other's feelings. But you have to communicate and communication is just so key. And if you're feeling a certain way, just don't be scared to reach out and say something, whether it's your co-creator or whoever that person may be, just talk. Don't let it bottle up. Don't keep it pushed down inside. Just try to get it out, create, put, you know, play guitar. I I play a lot of video games too. So I'm just like sitting and playing Final Fantasy, you know, like, just try to enjoy like some kind of quiet you know find that quiet space at least for me I find finding a quiet comforting creative or video game space <laughs> to to kind of help uh bring my myself back to the center
0: yeah 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 I totally get it I used to see a therapist but then COVID and then she wasn't taking clients anymore so I just have to it's hard to find a therapist when you've had one and then had to find another one but
2: it's so hard, yeah. and especially COVID. Yeah. I think everyone started going to therapy, and now, like you said, it's really hard to find a therapist yeah. um, these days. But yeah. I, I feel for you. I hope we can find
0: one. Yeah, me too, because I mean, I have friends, but your friends aren't your therapist, so yeah. exactly.
1: You, you need somebody who understands how the mind, like certain things about the mind and certain things we tell ourselves to like say, oh, consider something different, like, to figure out the equation, to help you figure the equation out, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, this is a terrible transition, but <laughs> is there anything else that other of you wanted to um, touch on about Lawful Evil Issue 3 and Dr. spider 1 that we may have missed as a whole? Um, are other of you going to be attending cons or festivals to help promote uh, Lawful Evil Comics this year or sometime in the future? we did our first con
2: what a couple like in the spring summer
1: yeah in the spring it was in the summer summer summer
2: i feel like time isn't real yeah (laughs) time's not real
1: anymore yeah Um, i feel that
0: way too i have no idea what day it is we we, uh
1: we went to black label comic con in pennsylvania It Um, it was really good um it was really good we learned a lot we learned a lot um you know we sold uh, we realized also that obviously, you know, when you're when you're physically selling comics in front of people, it, it becomes a little more real to you. And it also people like physical comics still, you know, it's yeah. people still like physical comics. You know, it's not, I, you know, it's it's something that people will see and say, hey, this looks good. Let me, let me pick it up, especially if you're there to pitch it to them. It makes it even better because now they feel like a part of something. Um, so I, I, I guess we probably will. Hopefully, we'll be going to the 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 one the next Black Label Comic Con and yeah, che- trying to check out some local cons in the New York New Jersey area. That's where we're based, um, and maybe hopefully some later down the line, some or later this year, some uh, you know other spaces, you know, with uh, other state cons that might be you know worth it or mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to say worth it, but more might be. Um, a, a good fit for us because our, our, com- our comic is, you know, it's got, it's got some mature themes in it. So every, every <laughs> a convention, a little, 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 little it's not on the cover. It's not like a, you know, a, you know, you, you don't have to, we don't have to put any paper over the, over the cover, but, you know, some places are, you know, all ages and all all ages conventions or, you know, for certain age, you know, they don't want uh to be perceived in a certain way or they don't want to expose uh, younger people to certain things, and that's completely understandable. So, you know, we're we're looking into also other conventions that are more, that are cool, that are okay with more slightly more mature stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um,
0: yeah, I mean, if you don't mind me saying, what I've learned is try is is exhausting everything locally, mm-hmm. um, like the one day stuff i've mm-hmm. been able to make more money than like a full weekend because you're only there for that one day versus it being there all weekend people are like oh i'll come back sunday right you know, so like that um yeah because i went to baltimore comic con and those are like you know 350 dollars tables and the prices Man. are like up and you're the only person at the table and it's harder to make your money back if you're not one of the big vendors or like a big name label what have you um i, I would recommend. Splitting a table with someone, if you could, if someone that you know was going there to split the table, it's easier to make your money back. Um, and bringing more copies of your latest issue of your first one and the latest one, and not so much of the second one, because you'll have people that bought the first two um, and are just looking for to get the third one. And then if you have a lot more of the first one, um people are more likely to just buy the first one than invest an in entire series yeah so um that's just what i've learned because you know i got a bunch of books of the second one and only have like maybe three copies of the first one left. you know so um yeah i think that's pretty much what i've learned just exhaust your local network and um if you can get on some panels that would help to mm-hmm. sell some of your stuff so you don't have to invest in a table and yeah. you don't have to be there a the whole weekend if you can't afford it. But you know, people will be like, Oh, can I see some of your stuff that you have? You bring physical copies with you. And then again, like I said, they're more likely to buy just the first one. Um, if they only if they already have the first two, they'll get the third one. And then probably with Dark Spider they'll probably just get the first one of that one as well. So yeah.
1: Thank you. No,
2: yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for the advice. Yeah, oh, yeah, we we're still
0: kind of we're kind of newbies to the con.
2: Convention scene, yeah. Yeah, still trying to figure it out because I think the issue one kind of dropped like right before COVID, basically. Yeah, but
1: yeah, like <laughs> like 2019, right before. Yeah. We so before. we
2: didn't have a lot of like we were like ramping up to start hitting cons and uh the world shut down as it did. <laughs> Which I guess happens once in a lifetime, yeah, you know, we're gonna keep hearing once in a lifetime, every yeah. few years every few
1: years <laughs> every pandemic,
2: and um, yeah, so just keep an eye on us on social, we'll definitely let everyone know where to find us when we're going to cons, and um you know, in terms of lawful evil, if you're a fan of like the boys, if you're a fan of invincible, yeah, uh if you like you know femme fatales and kind of morally great characters, check us out, you yeah. know we're. We've got digital. We got print.
1: Um, we, we have print copies in uh, in Forbidden Planet Comics from PNYC yeah, in New York City, um, down on Broadway uh, between Twelfth and Thirteenth. Uh, Forbidden Planet Comics. If you are in New York City or around that area, um, we do have comics issue one and issue two there. Um, physical copies. We do sell them. So there as well. So, Incredible
0: yeah. store. We love Forbidden Planet. Yeah,
1: we love Forbidden Planet. <laughs>
0: All right, well, again, I want to thank the co-writers and creators, Ra and Ashes from Lawful Evil Comics, for joining us here today to promote the upcoming release of Lawful Evil Number 3 and Dark Spider Number 1. All of Lawful Evil's socials and website, as they just said, will be listed in this episode's details for those who are interested in learning more about the series Lawful Evil and Dark Spider. Uh, again, I am K.S. Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerdwood Podcast. Thank you. Thanks.
1: Thank you.